Welcome to Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond podcast. My name is Vignesh Devaraj, an Ayurvedic doctor and holistic health coach. Each week we share wisdom or interview an inspiring personality to guide you become your healthiest self. Remember, your health is your greatest asset. In today's episode, I'm interviewing a renowned Japanese healer, Mariko Hiyama, who specializes in facial reflex therapy and facelifting. We discuss what it means to find our dharma, healing powers of our hands, and also how facial reflex therapy can heal a person. A very insightful and inspiring conversation. Now we go over to Mariko. Hello, Mariko Hiyama-san. I'm so happy to have you in my podcast. So looking Hello. forward for this insightful interview. Thank you very much for this opportunity, for inviting me to this wonderful your podcast series i'm very very honored to be here thank you i'm so looking forward for this wisdom that you're going to share with us thank you so mariko san it's okay if i call you mariko san yes thank you very much for using the japanese culture your son is uh, it's like a g in india oh yes mariko san yes you know, I mean, we've had many conversations and you were talking about how, you know, the life evolved and you got into this facial reflex therapy, which you call it as after that, you know, it's like no looking back, like it's like you found your dharma. Mm. So can you share this journey? You know, you mentioned you had such a comfortable corporate life and then you were in your comfort zone and then you were looking for something that was giving you fulfillment and that's what got you to facial reflex therapy. So I'm curious to know about the story behind what got you out of this comfort zone in finding your dharma. Yes. So um, actually there are three phases in my life Mm -hmm. that eventually led me to be what I am right now. The -hmm. first phase was when I was a child that my grandmother, who's my mother's side, she always helped me and my brother and my cousins and all my family members healing the pains by using her hands. At that time, we just called her magic hands, that mm-hmm. she can heal anything she could. So at that time, I, we had a no doubt or anything, just like, okay, she has this gifted hand. Somehow she can take away all the pains from us. And we are always happy to ask her, like, okay, grandma, can you help my tummy ache? That sort of thing. Since when I was a kid, we had that. So that was very unconscious, uh, let's say, normal life in my childhood. And then the second phase of my life was actually thanks to my father, I was exposed to lots of different healing methods, which includes traditional Chinese medicines and traditional Japanese herbal medicines and many other modalities that at that time, I didn't even know exactly what they were. I thought it was like magic. And those who could perform such healing I thought they were only gifted people, chosen people who can do that. And on top of it, my mother has been a very open to such kind of alternative healing methods or spiritual world. So I grew up with uh, this amazing family environment. And my grandfather, my father's side, he used to chant every morning, like 6.30, 6 a.m. So 
my alarm clock when I was a child was my grandfather's chanting. Wow. So when it was I think a good ritual to wake up with. Yes, and I, well, they're all gone. Um, especially this April, my mother's grandson, grandmother, she passed away. But the one more thing, the significant part of my family is that my grandmother, um, her birthday became her funeral. Mm. And that sort of coincidence, I just feel that everything, if you have intention, anything can happen. Anything you can make it happen. So coming back to my childhood, uh, my alarm clock was my grandfather's chanting. And that was such a beautiful way of waking up every morning. I felt so peaceful. I felt so safe waking up in the sound of my grandfather's chanting. And the third phase of my life was actually completely different. Uh, one part is like I had very bad backache for a long time. And one day I couldn't walk. I couldn't lay down. I couldn't go to sleep. So I suffered like about seven days. And I thought this is end of my life that I can no longer do any salsa dance. <laughs> that was quite stressful. Then I started opening Yellow Page in Japan. And I found this one chiropractor who studied in the U.S. I immediately booked a session with this doctor. And within six months time, he fixed my problems. Wow. So, the so that was my... Sorry. The healer in you was born from that disease. Exactly, yes. So that was my adulthood. And on top of it, I went to business school. Mm -hmm. And when I was studying in business school, I realized that if we don't have healthy body, there is no healthy mind. And especially in the business school where many people, talented people, a person to be a leader in a business world. If they don't have healthy body and mind, there's no way to make good decisions. There's no way to be a leader to provide good business opportunities to other people. So that was one of my turning points in adulthood that I think it's time for me to pursue to be a therapist, to be a healer, to help, including these business leaders, to be aligned with their mission, visions, and purpose in life. I see. And then what uh, was the aha moment that got you into what you're doing today? The first step that I took to change my path uh, was actually becoming a yoga teacher. The funny thing is how it happened was I was meditating in the Mediterranean village. And the one moment, just suddenly I saw the vision that I'm going to be yoga teacher. I see. So that was the first step. But then while I was taking yoga teacher training, I noticed a massive change in my face and also the capacity of memories. And I felt something very strange and I wanted to figure out why this was happening. And I felt that yoga is great and all the philosophy and physical training. I enjoyed it very much, but I felt something was missing. The moment when I thought something is missing, what happened was I used to buy Financial Times um, to just connect my uh, other side of um, profession. So one weekend I was reading Financial Times uh, and also there is a small magazine that nobody included on the weekends, How to Spend It. Mm -hmm. When I opened this page, there was a special story about 
facelifting. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, this is another expensive way to spend money. But then I start reading the article. I found a name of facial reflex therapy. So I immediately Googled it because it just clicked me. This is probably the one I was looking for. Mm -hmm. And I realized that this facial reflex therapy is a, such a powerful method to help people to be the best version of themselves. So that was the moment. Thanks so, to Financial Times. And then there is no looking back. No. So would you say you found your dharma? Yes, absolutely. So since when I was a child, I was very interested in healing world, like healing methods. But I thought that it was only for those who's been chosen by the universe. So I was always saying, no, maybe it's not for me. I'm just like, you know, average Japanese woman, you know, who's going to live normal life. But luckily, I was always having the dream to live abroad and wanted to see the world. That opened up my world. And living abroad, one thing, and taking whole different journeys in different countries and different activities, they eventually led me to be a part of this life, being a therapist, being a healer by using facial reflex therapy. That's a beautiful story. Before I get into the topic of facial uh, reflex therapy, I want to ask you this. So to all the listeners, you know, who are finding, I want to find my dharma, but I don't know. Even though, I mean, some people are in their comfort zone, some people are not, but they all say, I want to find the dharma where I'm fulfilled with what I do. Mm -hmm. Like they say, success without fulfillment is worse than failure. Yes. So, so to those who are looking for that fulfillment and finding their dharma, what would be your takeaway that you want to give them? Mm. Knowing from where you were and what got you here. Yes, so uh, if I may add a few, let's say, my input. There are two things. One mm -hmm. thing is to be open to everyday life. Mm -hmm. Every activities, every element, or even the feeling. If we can be open to any situations coming into you, and if we can think, what am I learning out of this experience? I think that can be a one good point to find your own dharma. I think I was very aware of that since when I was a child by looking at my family. Mm -hmm. I was always wondering, why am I experiencing this? What is the sign? What do I learn? So I think that was my part of finding dharma. Mm -hmm. And the second part, once you find your dharma, what are we going to do? Mm -hmm. I think that's part of the difficult uh, challenge for many people. Oh, what I'm going to do? Am I going to give up my uh, stable job? What I believe is that as far as you can sustain your life in a simple way, I think that's first great step. So you don't probably need to quit your current job. Mm -hmm. You can actually start practicing what you believe in. For instance, if I may use a metaphor, windsurfing. I don't know how many people do the windsurfing, but I love windsurfing. I discovered these sports only a few years ago. But the first moment when I got on the board, I put the sail up, and I, when I felt the wind pushing me to the direction I wanted to go, that was the feeling. When you catch the right wind, 
as far as you know which direction you want to go, it will guide you. Mm. What you need to be, like, what you need to do is just to be the skipper, the mm. guide, the driver, to just change the position of the sail according to the wind. So we might have different conditions, like such as like this year we have a coronavirus. Mm -hmm. The coronavirus actually stopped the wind of my life. Um, so I'm kind of floating on the surface in the mm -hmm. small island, but I'm still looking at the direction which way I want to go. So as soon as the good wind comes, comes back and hit my sail, I can speed up to go to the direction. So that's the kind of way how I look into my life path. Once you find Dharma, as far as you are open to the, every element you are receiving, and as far as you're open to catch the good wave, good wind, then everything will guide you naturally. So you would say when we find our Dharma, that inner calling is so strong like that wind. I would say so, yes, absolutely. Maybe I could also ask the same question to you as well. You are so passionate with what you do. Mm -hmm. And it's obvious that you know your Dharma. I think, uh, see, when you are passionate, you even the worst stressful situations that you're facing, it won't appear that stressful because this passion keeps you alive. Absolutely. I agree. And that's what you're saying. As long as you're able to meet your basic needs met, then it's easier to meet. And, but today what is happening is many people are saying, I have to quit my job. If I quit my job, I will not be able to pay my bills and then I will never be able to find my dharma. So if you think that way, there is no way end. Exactly. I think it's a very uh, challenging part in the modern life because, you know, we have to pay the bill and <laughs> we have to live this in you know, a real life. So I think it's very important as a therapist and healer that we still maintain the grounding feeling that our feet are still on the ground connected to the everyday life. But then how can we make the best out of what we have as a tool to, to live this life and to help people? I think that's always ongoing, um, let's say, life experience we are going through. So meeting somebody like you and also fellow healers and doctors, it's such a refreshing for me, sharing the, the similar dharma and taking care of other people. So in that sense, I would like to thank you, Dr. Vignesh, for sharing amazing dharma stories together. It's a mutual feeling. And I still remember um, after every guest comes for your session, before they enter your therapy room and after they finish the session with you, the difference in their face, it's like a grumpy face with a happy smiley emoji that you see it on their face. <laughs> and I can only imagine how you will be feeling after seeing that changes in their faces. So coming to the facial reflex therapy. So Mariko-san, could you share some insights? about the facial reflex therapy and how it is beneficial for us. Of course, we know that our face has over uh, 80 different types of muscles and how, and also a lot of meridian points. In Ayurveda, we have this marma therapy, you know, which has a lot of energetical points. Exactly. And uh, I'm curious to know from your side. Mm -hmm. So how is facial reflex therapy quite important for us? Yes. So very often we do exercise for our body. Mm -hmm. and then we train our muscles but then what do we do on our face 
something we smile or be grumpy. <laughs> That's a very good point. Actually, in that sense, I would like to ask everyone, listeners, and you also, Dr. Vignesh, can we just try one test together? I want you to think of, let's say, a sad or unhappy moment in your life. Mm-hmm. Or you just fake your face to be sad. Okay. I look down. My head is a little bit down. My breathing is a bit shallow. Yes. And now think of the happy moment that makes you feel light, makes you feel something good. I'm smiling and I'm looking a little bit up. And my energy is way better. Exactly. Isn't it amazing that just the changing the moment of the sensation, the feeling, your face expression immediately reflects the internal condition ourselves. So this is actually the one technique I use when I open my workshop or courses, because I want people to realize how much actually our face or facial muscles, each part of face are correlated to our body. So this is one surface part. But then the second layer is this facial reflex therapy is very effective because it has been combined by my teacher, Lone Sorensen. She combined different methods, mm-hmm. such as traditional Tibetan medicine, traditional Chinese medicine, Japanese acupuncture system, Vietnamese uh, traditional medicine system. And the most unique part is that she combined through her experience using native South American method, which you don't find other places. Mm -hmm. So by combining so many different parts of the healing methods using traditional medicine, it became comprehensive, very holistic therapy method. How we can use this is so many things I can I can spend a day, (laughs) but maybe I can explain a little bit through my experience. Mm The reason why I became facial reflex therapist was partially I wanted to help my family. Mm -hmm. If something happened to my family, I wanted to be able to do something for them. And somehow when I saw this facial reflex therapy, I knew this is one of the best way for me by using my hands. So for instance, some years ago, my grandparents developed Alzheimer. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was quite difficult for my mother to take care of them. she once called me that your grandfather is not eating and he's very aggressive and she was very concerned. So I flew back to Japan from Hong Kong straight to the care home to see my grandfather and I started applying facial reflex therapy to, let's say, ease the condition of Alzheimer. Mm-hmm. So with the one session, he started eating He became very gentle. He started recognizing the family member's face again. Wow. So it sounds like a miracle. This is actually the impact of facial reflex therapy. We cannot reverse completely, but actually what we can do is to make the current condition optimized. So minimize the severity. Exactly. And also it's a good help for the people around 
the the patient or client you know their stress level will be reduced so it's a very let's say um, not just only one-to-one but also the people around them can benefit by having this optimization of our conditions once in Sitaram, you were organizing a workshop for couples. Yes. And uh, and after that, the the wife were so happy that the husband was able to do that, and some men were happy that their girlfriend could do that on them. And how much it enhanced the connection between each of them. So absolutely, something we all can learn and also work on us and also work on our loved ones. Exactly. Actually, that's uh, one of my ongoing projects Mm -hmm. that bringing a couple's family together and provide them to give their own hands for loved one. So that's something I feel. Do you teach them online these days? Yes, um, because right now I'm in Hong Kong and um, unfortunately we have to do certain social distancing. This is third wave already here. It's going down again. But still, I cannot really give my hands to my clients. So I often open my online classes and courses to support my clients and new clients. I would love to put your details in the show notes so people can reach out to you on that. Thank you very much. So, and apart from the experience that you just shared, what other benefits can we get from this facial reflex therapy? Yes, there are so many things. For instance, uh, we have just had online Ayurveda course, Dr. Vinesh, about healthy skin and healthy hair. For hair, actually, I have amazing results and experiences. There was a client who was over 75 and completely bald. But after he started coming to see me, he started growing a black, new, healthy hair again. So that was because of the relaxation. When you are so stressed and your scalp becomes so tight, so it would naturally stops the hair growth. But once you experience relaxation, your scalp softens so the hair can grow. But not only this, the additional big um, benefit of facial reflex therapy is that um, the gland systems and hormonal systems becomes very balanced. So the hair growth hormone would be enhanced. So that's one part. And another part is um, trauma releasing. This is a very, very powerful method. And I have done... I think when people hold on to the trauma, they clench their jaws and they have a lot of stiffness in the neck. Exactly. So I have seen many guests coming to me that they have tight jaw, tight neck, tight mm. shoulders. So I think it's interrelated. Exactly. So if you can relax jaw, mm-hmm. the neck tension would also reduce and shoulder tension will reduce. There are so many techniques to do that. But particularly, I combine uh, Vegas nerve reflex therapy, facial reflex therapy, and also I integrate yoga movement. And so Qigong, which is uh, traditional uh, Chinese uh, style of energy work. So I combine those three methods, four methods, to create holistic approach for each person. Wow. So uh, for all the listeners, if there is something, I'm sure, you know, many people whether we had a trauma history or not, I still see a lot of patients who are holding onto the jaws like by default. 
Mm-hmm. So, and this is something that I also see has a cost to do with uh, neck pain and uh, even spinal issues. Yes, exactly. So, is there something that you recommend to the listeners who can who are listening to this podcast interview? That's something that they can do at home or you know, to practice so that they can reduce the tension in the jaws. Absolutely. Maybe I can give you uh, two tips. Yes, that will be one. Yes, one is actually not directly connected to facial reflex therapy. However, it's a mindfulness. If one can practice mindful meditation by keeping the breathing the center of your body, the center of the head, and mindfully breathing into the area you're holding tension, or simply just let the whole body to relax. So that's one good practice to start. And the second part is directly connected to my work, facial reflex therapy. But on top, facial, on top of facial reflex therapy, I have one particular technique that I experienced when I was 20-something. So I will do my best to explain <laughs> on the podcast. You can use two fingers. Actually, you can find this video on my Instagram too. But bringing two fingers along the ear and face line there is an area, line, that you might feel a huge tension if you're holding tension. So you can rub up and down mm-hmm. for a while. Yes, I can feel it. You feel it? Okay, good. So you're, you're touching the right place. So you can just rub up and down. Relaxing. Yes. And what I add as my particular technique is that pressing the center point of the ear, um, also the hairline area, there is a one bump going inside this, which is actually uh, a pressure point. At the same time, open the mouth. Mm-hmm. It's quite painful if you have a tension. Oh. And hold for 10 to 20 even seconds. Mm-hmm. And then open as big as possible. Mm-hmm. And then close, relax. So that's one technique. I learned when I was back in Japan. But also you can massage around the ears. Very often, many people- Behind the ears. Yes, behind the exactly, yes. And there are other points that we can work on. But normally as my professional work, I always assess what is going on in the person. I don't jump to the condition immediately. What I do is to find the cause of the symptom. Mm. As, as you do, Dr. Vinish, in Ayurveda consultation, you always go into deeper layer. Why this is happening? What is causing this condition and symptom? So I also do the same thing by using facial reflex therapy. That's phenomenally great. Yes, <laughs> that's why I love my work very much. Yes. It's so inspiring to hear your story, Mariposan. Thank so you. what would you tell your 20-year-old self, knowing what you went through in your life well i must say just keep doing what you're doing Mm -hmm. but just open your eyes and do the best of possible efforts maybe i was a bit lazy when i was 20 (laughs) so if i could say myself that time hard work Mm-hmm. Study a lot and don't give up. It will come. How can people uh, reach out to you? Would you share your details so that people, if they want to have an online session? Yes. 
So I have my website, a uh, few websites, but one of them, if you're interested in facial reflex therapy, please visit facialreflextherapy.com. That's my one of the websites. And I also have Instagram. My personal one is maitri underscore mariko. So I update lots of tips, how to use facial reflex therapy, how to use yoga, how to use qigong for your self-healing. And also, uh, I would like to share this information that we, uh, myself and uh, Mariko, we are holding a webinar on Marma points and also where Mariko will be explaining about some of the facial reflex points that she has learned and which we will be combining with the Ayurvedic Marma points. So if you're interested, you will find the registration details in the show notes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So thank you so much, Mariko-san. Thank it you very much, Dr. Insightful, as always. Finding someone who found their dharma is always inspiring. So nice to see how you're changing people's lives. Thank you very much. And I'm so grateful that I have been led to this part of my life and also having opportunities to visit the Sitaram Beach Retreat time to time. And it's such a wonderful place. And you are providing amazing divine healing with your team. So thank you so much for that. We are just hoping for that normal life going back and where we can open and do our healing services by touching. Absolutely, yes. I feel so too. And we are needed more than ever after this pandemic. Thank you, Mariko-san. Thank you very much, Dr. Binyash.